everyone, and welcome back to Open to Discussion. I'm your host, Aisley. And I'm Gwen. And we're so happy you joined us again. Oh, we've got a very, re- hopefully, relaxing podcast in store for you guys today. So They'll be relax- relaxing in essence, at least. Yes. Um, we're going to start with a check-in. Um, we're going to talk about breathing and we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, when it comes to Aisley and I, what our experience with mindfulness, relaxation, and some tools and things that have or haven't worked for us. And then we're going to wrap up the podcast with a beautiful treat for Aisley while I will walk her through a grounding exercise. And then we've got a quote of the day. So... And if you're someone who doesn't like meditation, doesn't like mindfulness, doesn't like doing those types of things, stick with us regardless because we do understand that piece of it too. So yeah, not necessarily that this will fix that, maybe, but you'll see. So just stay tuned. Yeah. And we'll have some <laughs> like different solutions and perspectives. And I think, yeah. You're, you're in store. You're in luck today. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I, our goal is to keep it a bit of a shorter podcast in complete transparency because we're just really pressed for time <laughs> and we're recording this the day, be- like the day before it goes up. So you're, you're hearing it pretty well, uh, like not live, obviously, but fairly within the same time frame, which is not normally how we do things. So here we are. How are you doing, Glenn? I'm good. I got my vent session out to you today before we started, which I think was helpful to give me a little bit of perspective. Um, It was just a bit of a hectic, chaotic morning for me, at least. But I am good. I might have some more guest stories to update you guys with. But we can talk about that later. Um, But I was very startled this morning when I thought I heard a door shutting downstairs. And I was like, hmm, no one's home but me. Um, So every now and again, I'm like looking over my shoulder, like on the Zoom call being like, no, we're good. (laughs) Um, I'm good. It's the start of the week. I've got a pretty busy week, but like a really exciting week. Like it's just grind time at least this week I've just like booked myself pretty pretty full um and so I'm kind of excited for that and yeah I'm excited to talk a little bit about mindfulness grounding calming activities um because I think there's a lot of stigma around it and it's like you have to be perfect or don't even try at all and it's like that's not fun and that's not helpful for many people. So I'm here to, we're here to bust down those myths. <laughs> I'm like Ghostbusters. No, Mythbusters. Mythbusters. Oh. I mean, there's a Ghostbusters too. It's true. We'll bust ghosts in a different movie. Okay. I mean, podcast. Podcast. Ay, ay, ay. Aisley, how are you? Where are you at today? I'm alive. Um... It's been a very 
Well, it's the week just started. I was going to say it's been a very chaotic week. It's been a very chaotic morning for me as well. More ju- more so just because I'm just feel for it. I, I, um, I don't think it should be that chaotic. It's more like I just have things back to back to back today. And since mm-hmm. we're running a bit behind with the podcast, um, just kind of, you know, everything just throws me off of the normal game plan. But it's also I'm trying to be much more relaxed about just rolling with it and being like well things aren't turning out how I want it so I guess I should just not do anything then because that's not really helpful but I'm doing okay I I don't want to say I'm doing good because that would be a lie I'm doing okay I find my anxiety has been acting up a lot lately and like last night I couldn't sleep for a couple hours because I just was like having so much anxiety and I was like I need to just cry but I couldn't cry like I didn't really feel like crying but it was just that feeling I need to like let this out somehow so I just made myself cry (laughs) and I then eventually fell asleep but it's just been that kind of time school's been super busy right now um and then I'm also trying to be a bit busier with work so it's just like a little bit chaotic all around but I would say I had a breakthrough session with my therapist I feel this was last week so that was interesting and I'm interested to see how the next session will go because of it so that's really all good honestly a good cry though is cathartic cathartic is that the am I pronouncing it right cathartic cathartic whatever I mean you're saying it right it's just you're saying it with like you're accenting a different part than I than I do but I say some words weird so so I've been told I think I say them right but people have told me I say things weird so oh yeah I feel like we all need a good cry and yeah I was like I should schedule one in I'm like that's never how good cries happen (laughs) I do have one thing that has been a recent evolution that I think is important to share because I've been sharing a lot of other, like a lot of this part with the podcast listeners. Yes. So my fiance and I have, we're still getting married this year, like legally married. We're getting our papers signed and all that fun stuff, but we have made the decision to push any celebrations, any big celebrations, like with more than two people. Um, to next summer, 2022, uh, just COVID safety, just err on the side of caution. And then this way we can properly plan without shifting, moving, bopping. But um, yeah. How are you feeling about it? Was it a difficult decision? <sighs> Honestly, it was kind of like a sigh of relief for the both of us when we're both like, hey, hey, you want to, yeah, we should probably talk about that. Um, but it's just been so hard because it was like in the limbo and like, we wanted to get our invites out by the end of this month. So like today, and we were just like, we can't because if a lot of our family's coming from Europe, it's like how, like it just um, unnecessarily travel, like that would not be essential. And we know a lot of people would still want to come, but then if we're like, Hey, we're still getting married, please don't come. And it's just like the uncertainty of like, if we can't dance at our celebration, it's not worth it for us. And if we can't have 
the people we want to be there and like love and celebrate us and we want to celebrate them celebrating us like it just isn't gonna so this way we can we have another year and it can be like our one year anniversary party or something I don't know um and nothing about what we've been doing is traditional I think by like any means (laughs) uh when it comes to like either background and so this just really just takes off the pressure of everything. I'm not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. This way I can lock it down and we can party later. Yeah. And I think that's a smart choice. I know a lot of people are planning summer like it's just kind of going to be a normal, regular, every year summer. But I mean, that would be nice. Don't get me wrong. I'm hopeful for that. But I also think it's a little bit silly of people to be making, I saw on Facebook, someone, my aunt posted uh, a status about how her son's birthday is in January and he was turning, I think, 11 this year. He was obviously upset because he couldn't have a birthday party, which is fair. And in the comments, someone also, another parent like was like talking about how their kid was throwing a huge tantrum because they weren't able to have their regular birthday party and they wouldn't be able to see their friends for their birthday. So the mom promised them that they would throw them a huge, big, fun birthday in the summer. And I'm like, that's not a smart thing to do. You shouldn't promise that because no one knows what will happen. So, Yikes. Yeah. It's just one of those things. It's so tempting, but it's, based on how things have been going, you know, kind of setting, could potentially be setting people up for disappointment. And even with the, well, in Canada, in Ontario, I think it was that they're trying, well, all of Canada, they're trying to aim for everyone to be vaccinated by September. And like, when was the last time anything went on schedule? Well, and yeah, I think they've been talking about how their shortage of vaccines. Like, yeah. Are we surprised? No. Better safe than sorry. And this way we know we're not contributing to any spread. We're not people like putting people's health and safety in jeopardy. And uh, this way it's just going to be like AK and I and it is what it is. So. And at least, not- I mean, you we have, well, you have something, but your friends and family also have something to look forward to, like, after COVID. Because hopefully by 2022, like, we can safely say that we'll be at least mostly back to normal. As you're saying this, I'm like, yeah, please don't jinx it. Please don't jinx it. <laughs> right. I mean, oh. I feel like it's it's kind of in our hands, like short of forcing everyone to stay inside and, and avoid contact with people. I mean, it's up to everyone to be good and do their part. So hopefully that's the case. And then we have something super fun and exciting to look forward to for 2022. And that's the PSA of the day. <laughs> yep. Um, really quickly, really weirdly, whenever I talk about COVID, I'm always joking, like, stop spitting in people's mouths. And, like, I, I say that as a joke, as in, like, wear your mask, hand sanitize, stay six feet apart, only go out for essentials, but, like, obviously look after your mental health and go on walks, whatever. But, like, I literally see, like, 
TikToks of like people in Florida literally like making out in this like rave. And I'm like, yeah, that's not what I meant when don't like spit in people's mouths. But like people are doing that. So yikes. Yeah, it, it is interesting. Oh, man. Well, I, I there's a whole bunch of things I could bring up, but it would just derail us. So I won't. But so don't spit in people's mouths and we'll get it under control. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Let's talk about breathing. Yeah. Let's talk about breathing. We all do it. Whether we think about it or not, it happens. Mm-hmm. Some people. Stop. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. That is true. Hopefully uh, you're breathing right now. And if not, here's your, I can't really remind you to breathe if you haven't been breathing for a long time. So, and this got morbid. I think there's a lot of, we were talking about this before. I think when we think of mindfulness, meditation, grounding exercises, I think one of the staples of it, at least that are almost used throughout a lot of different tools is breathing. And I feel like right away, people have this like love it or hate it reaction to it. And let's break that down a little. <coughs> let's break that down a little bit. <laughs> um, but first, what is breathing? So I'm sure it's the breathing we're all used to, like the shallow breathing where it's just in through our nose, our mouth and in our chest and like in our lung area. And that's kind of it. But then there's like the deep breathing or the belly breathing that when you're in like comfortable clothing, if you put your hand on your belly and take a big deep breath in, you should feel your stomach expand a little bit. And like that's activating your diaphragm because it now has more space to take in more oxygen. And it has a lot of different benefits. Um, it like improves um, oxygen and not only in your lungs, but also in your bloodstream. And it just like activates more of your body it relaxes you. I'm pretty sure it releases oxytocin. No. Is that a lie? Uh, I don't know. That sounds like it could be right. But I, to be honest, I really don't know. Okay. Let, me, let me look it up. Don't quote me on that. But belly breathing does release different hormones than shallow breathing. And it can, when used in a way that makes you feel good, belly breathing can help relax and help reduce anxiety and like kind of slow down that automatic fight flight freeze response system it can yeah if you're breathing properly okay which is belly breathing yeah but I think when they say properly it more means like properly like Like correctly in the context yeah yes the answer is yes yes and Aisley, what has your experience with belly breathing been like? Okay, so, well, first I'll just start off with my experience with breathing in general. I did, as a very young girl, I stopped belly breathing forcibly. Like, I was like, oh, breathe through your chest. One, because I didn't want to look fat. I was very um, hyper aware of that from a young age. And I also... Remember seeing on a show where like a girl was really sweaty and she was running away from someone and when she was breathing like she was breathing like heavily through her chest and her boobs were like all sweaty and like going up and down like rapidly and I was like 
hmm, I feel like this is saying that this is a good thing. So I should do this. So I always just like breathe to make my boobs like, like it doesn't even really work unless you're really out of breath, you know. Because but. of that and because I was scared of looking fat, I just kind of avoided it. And it literally wasn't until a year ago. I didn't understand belly breathing. I really didn't understand it. I didn't understand how to do it. I'm like, I don't know if I'm doing it right. I don't know if I'm doing it at all. And a friend of mine, Nancy, who was on the podcast, she, like taught me how to do it essentially. And I don't, I don't even remember how exactly she put it, the words she used that made me be able to visualize how it was supposed to be. But then I was like, oh my gosh, this is life-changing. Um, and even now I have to remind myself to engage that, you know, if I just let myself breathe unconsciously, subconsciously, not consciously, <laughs> I just, uh, I will usually have very shallow breaths. So it's something that I'm working on, but I can totally empathize with people who feel like breathing is difficult or annoying or boring or anxiety inducing like I can totally empathize with that it's really been about practice and I think at least when I was introduced to it it really felt like it was gate kept like people were like gatekeeping it almost like ooh, like belly breathing this like I'm a yoga instructor who like also does Pilates in her free time and like I only drink like organic tea not to paint a bad picture that's describing you but it was really like this was for a specific person and if you couldn't get it quickly like give up and so I gave up I was like it was kind um, of for the white yoga lady who's become super, super into yoga without really knowing anything about the history of it or the spiritual part of it. But I, I yeah, I feel what you mean. Can you speak more to that, though, about the gatekeeping? Because I feel like a lot of people might be able to identify with that. Yeah. And, and from the outside looking in, me being the outside, being like, oh, everyone just got it. No one really explained it to me or explained how to do it properly or like it was really condescending almost. And I was like, oh, like this doesn't feel good. And then when I learned more about it, it was in an academic setting where it was like really technical, like this does this, this does this, this is why it's good for you. Do it, do it, do it. And I was just like, oh no. <laughs> like there's so much in my head. How can I be in my body and take in all this information? And the the gatekeeping part of it was like, I don't know, maybe that was just my own insecurities of feeling like, I couldn't get it quick enough or I didn't get it, which is so counterproductive to mindfulness looking back, but like that's being gentle on yourself. But it just felt like because it was presented for the most part by people that I couldn't super duper relate to when it was like that, unfortunately, maybe more of like a, a, a stereotype of like, this is the people who do it. And I was just like, I think I just wanted to know more. And it wasn't as accessible as I wanted it to be. And I felt like I couldn't connect with it, the why and the how, and mainly the how. Because th when I started belly breathing, it would like make me feel really dizzy. And they're like, oh, you're doing it wrong if you're dizzy. And I was like, okay, I'm about to pass out. I'm just going to stop <laughs> for a second. So that was my thing too. And apparently, 
you're not doing it wrong if you're dizzy. You're just like activating a really like a deeper part. That's part of um, transcendental meditation. So if mm. you want to, so it's interesting that somebody said, oh, you're getting dizzy, you're doing it wrong. Because I've heard that too. But if you talk to transcendental meditation people, yeah, that's the beginning of getting into that headspace. It's going to feel like dizzy and really weird for a bit, but then it's once you get past that. So mm-hmm. isn't that interesting? Very cool. Yeah, it just wasn't palatable for me. Okay. But when one of the best ways, one of the YouTube videos that I watched that really helped me d- learn how to do it or and feel good doing it, most of the time I would try it sitting up and I was always wearing like the tightest jeans and I felt like normally whenever I sat, I'd always like be flexing a little bit because you know women don't like have bellies I'm just kidding all bodies are beautiful and that's just a standard that needs to be deconstructed that's one that I hold um held past tense anyways so thank you for that little rant but I would never feel comfortable doing it right because mainly my pants were too tight (laughs) Dr. Seuss who (laughs) so one of the ways that helped me learn how to do it was one day I was at home I was like "Mm, I really want to try this I was like in sweats and like an oversized shirt and I typed like belly breathing and I was lying down on the floor and they're like, put one hand on your like chest area, put one hand on your belly and like just breathe for a little bit. And I was like, okay. And I was like, oh, my hand on my heart and my chest area is going up and down. My belly isn't moving. And they're like, that's fine. Literally, that's fine. Just chill. And I was like, okay, I'm chilling. Thank you, YouTube person. And then they're like, now try like filling up a balloon, like all the way down to your belly and like gently feel your hands start rising and then activate your chest area and then it can expand. And so it's kind of like belly, chest, all the way in. And then for going out, it's like your chest exhales and then your belly exhales. And this was way too complicated for me to start off with. But what I'm trying to say is lying down when I could literally feel my chest or my belly rising helped me so much because if I did start getting dizzy, I wasn't like, oh my God, am I about to fall off my chair? I was already on the ground. Like what could happen? Yeah. Um, also laying down and relaxing your spine fully may help just be more relaxing in general. Yeah. I, I was at I- home and wasn't afraid to be silly in front of everyone who either pretended like they were nailing it or were actually killing it. So, yeah, I think that's something we heard from people, even in an academic setting who were in similar fields or in the same field or maybe just not in that field at all. But some people identified the feeling of breathing, making or yeah, breathing, feeling stressful. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like laying down like kind of helps alleviate that stress? Because I remember we did that in a class one time because the to try it. I think yeah. we did. And like people just sat in different corners and stuff. Yeah. And some people laid on the ground. There's no perfect way, but trying different positions and doing it like Gwen said in a space where you don't feel weird about being uh, silly or awkward or making your stomach bulge with the air like a normal human yeah you know that can be helpful too for sure and for many of us like we're trying to rewrite years like a lifetime 
worth of work worth a lifetime <laughs> worth of like relearning how to breathe which is something that we've probably never really thought about until we're unable to breathe or I'm reminded to do so um but yeah if you guys have any tips that you think would be helpful for us to know because we're still learning like by no means mm. at least by no means am I like the the belly breather of the year oh my gosh I'm still learning I still I I noticed it has helped with singing but I haven't learned how to sing from my diaphragm all the time. Makes a big difference. Mm. But uh, that's one thing where belly breathing has helped me. I don't like to sing in front of people, but I like to sing a lot, mostly just on my own. And uh, that's something that I've tried using belly breathing to get better at in a sense, because I never understood what people meant from like, Oh, from your diaphragm, from your diaphragm. I'm like, I don't know where that is. I know it's somewhere around my stomach, but like, I don't know how to access it. Breathing. It's true. And it's tricky. So my unsolicited advice is be gentle on yourself. And I mean that very unsolicitedly because no one asks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And if you're trying meditation or breathe like even just if you're just trying breath work to just try to be a bit more mindful of your a certain time or whatever you're trying to use it for like do it until you you can like don't force yourself to to hold it for 10 minutes you know and and be just breathing nonstop for 10 minutes because I feel like that's something that causes an issue too is so to have a therapeutic benefit, you should breathe for X number of minutes in this way. And it's like, well, not necessarily. And if you give yourself <laughs> such rigid expectations, then it can be kind of feel like feeling like you're not doing it properly or failing when yeah. there's no such thing when it comes to breathing. As long as your breath is helping you keep alive, then you're doing great. (laughs) Yeah. Um, let's talk about maybe some things that have or haven't worked for us when it comes to like tools, techniques, general mindfulness, grounding, meditation, anything you want to talk about. I think the first thing that comes to mind is what we talked about just before we started recording when we were kind of debating on, on what, what types we'd like to talk about. Uh, we both, we both agreed that what's it called guided imagery meditation Mm -hmm. is not for us but I think that's often one of the first meditation models that a lot of people uh, come into contact with yeah it's very popular and I mean if it works for you awesome wonderful great but it doesn't work for me and um, that was kind of the thing I tried and I was like, you know what? Meditation isn't for me. I don't like it. That's not my thing. Because uh, it really, I don't know. I, I, how would you define guided imagery meditation? Like- from, from my understanding, it's like uh, oftentimes it's like a track yeah. um, where someone's like, okay, now close your eyes. And there's like light music in the background and like picture a waterfall 
doing blah, blah, blah. And it can either be like interactive, like you're swimming in the water. It doesn't need to be water-based. Or it can be like, and now, or it can even be a gratitude guided imagery where it's like, now think about three things that happened positively in your day. And sometimes the prompts help me, but oftentimes I find it's like derailing, derailing. If I'm just trying to like focus on my breath, like be really in my body, it takes me to a headspace where I'm trying to disconnect from all the head running around I've been doing. And I'm like, please. So I agree with you that it's not for me, but it is, I think, wildly accessible and it can often be a good place for people to start if they're like trying to find like, hey, how do I, where do I start when I want to relax or something? So yeah, it's definitely worth checking out if you've never heard of it, because sometimes Mm -hmm. it can even be just relaxing, even if um, you don't necessarily use them for meditation itself like just trying one out to see because it's not like it's going to be a horrible experience hopefully (laughs) but you can find the tracks on youtube yeah there's so many yeah endless amounts when i'm thinking of other ones that really haven't what what was the question they have or have not or just have not yeah no both whatever wherever you want to go to be honest i don't have a lot of experience with meditation there's I I mean, I've been in therapy since I was 13, and the first type of meditation that I was ever taught through that was to deal with anxiety, and it was basically choose a happy spot, Mm. which, if I remember correctly, I believe it was under a tree near my horses, and so that would be the, the spot you would visualize, and it would be, you would hold your hands in kind of a praying motion like up you know hands together up by your chest and you would take your hands and one by one like like tap like kind of play patty cake with yourself and your legs Hmm. and you would just do that and breathe and um it was okay Gwen looks scared are you okay yeah sorry I just heard a weird sound downstairs and I was like no one's home but me but I just took my headphones out to listen for a second. Okay. <laughs> um, but I've never heard the patty, like not patty cake, but like that, that praying like motion and tapping your thighs. Yeah. I've never heard of that, but maybe it's to like stimulate it, or activate muscle. muscle yeah. It did. It had a specific name, but I just, I really can't remember what it is. And mm-hmm. it was, um, yeah. It it was definitely a thing, like, I'm pretty sure my therapist probably like, just learned about it recently and was like, oh, let's try it. <laughs> but it didn't, it wasn't something that ended up working that, like, I took with me. But, like, in the moment, I was like, okay, I can kind of see the benefit of this. But it was never something I continued doing. Um, then the 4321, which I know we will talk about. Yeah. Um, or 54321, whatever. Yeah. That helped me for a little bit. Um, More so in social situations, I found a lot of help. I found that to be very helpful. Uh, If I was feeling overwhelmed in social situations, I would go, I would go back to my 54321. And it's something you can do silently, and Mm -hmm. pretty easily, like anywhere you are, without like big breathing 
and uh, like hand movements. So I found that useful when I was out in public and I still do it sometimes, but to be honest, I forget the whole rhythm of it. So I'm excited for you to take me through it again. Yeah. So listeners, we will be, I will be running guiding easily through this, but I think it's just called five, four, three, two, one. And it's basically a way to ground yourself in like your present and like connect to your senses. And you try to name or in your head name or out loud if you want to, um, five things you can see around you, um, four things you can feel like in your physical body, uh, three things you can hear right now, two things you can smell, and one thing that you can taste if you can taste anything. Connects you a little bit to your body. What were you saying just before this? Yeah, the five, four, three, two, one. I've always done different elements of it, but one that I've always loved. And since having learned this a few years ago, one of my favorite ways to like ground myself like calmly and relax is like to connect with like tactile elements. Like if I'm having, like, honestly, if I know I'm going to have a sad day, if I wake up feeling not good, I will put on a big fuzzy sweater, especially when I went to school. And like, I would just touch it. Or when other people are like, oh my God, can I feel your sweater? I'd be like, yes, please touch me. I'm craving human contact. And (laughs) it would work. Every time I had a big fluffy sweater on, I would feel better with like physically other people like just touching my sweater and like me being able to like touch my sweater. And now that we're all on Zoom, or I'm at Zoom for basically everything I do, I always try to wear fuzzy pants so that if I'm ever like, feeling overwhelmed or zoning out or just trying to connect with myself. I like just rub my hands on my pants and like feel the texture. Like it's the first time I'm ever feeling it again. Like, I'm like, okay, if I had to describe it to someone who hasn't touched it, what would I say? And it also acts as like a nice like massage. (laughs) (laughs) But um, for me, I've just enjoyed being like open-minded to things. But I think I've had um, a therapist like do the guided thing. And in the moment, I was like, yeah, this is working. And then after, I was like, I feel so silly because I was like, I was working because I was temporarily good. But now I'm just like, that was so weird. Yeah. (laughs) So as someone who's practicing to become a therapist or training to become a therapist, I do think back to times in therapy where I've had those experiences and I always think about like, what's a good way to navigate that with people? Because I'm sure a lot of people in therapy aren't going to necessarily be expert meditation people. So how do, what's a way to be able to kind of smush meditation and breathing and breath work and the benefits of those things that are very beneficial, but like in a small, compact, palatable, here's a, a very small snippet we can teach you in therapy uh, or anywhere, but um, in this case, like therapy, in this case, I'm talking about therapy, but um, you know, so that when you leave the office, you're not going to be like, well, I said I worked, but I don't know how to apply this to my real life at all. Yeah. Because I think that is part of people's pushback not pushback 
aversion to meditation is you kind of think of somebody sitting on a mat and taking 30 minutes out of their day to like do a whole routine mm-hmm. when it can literally be done in a minute of your day in between working anything eating while you're doing so- like yeah I think just speaking out of personal experience what is really helped me and a lot of this was my own work that I've done like um with myself but a lot of it at the beginning was like really small baby steps was like do I want to take this in yes okay and then like the psychoeducation that came with it from school or my therapist or whoever or learning about it on my own but then being gentle with myself because I was like I'm not going to do it if I'm not going to do it perfectly because what's the point and I was like Gwen no you can still get benefits even if it's not perfect and like throw this conception of what perfect is out the window because that's like me trying to be perfect at it would counteract anything positive that was happening because it would like my self-talk would be really negative like you're not doing this right just give up or whatever it was um but I think the little having it like in a little bundle is like for me it's like do what works for me and what doesn't don't worry about it Mm -hmm. just touching my pants is that one thing that can just like ground me when I'm really confused in the middle of a zoom class okay cool that like has one more second before my heart starts racing my brain's like you're stupid just give up you know Mm -hmm. something that I need to remember more but I often forget in a moment, if you're feeling really stressed out or really anxious or any type of overwhelming emotion, really, and you need to kind of recalibrate, a really good uh, option is to tense all of your muscles. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can even just try doing it on one part of your body. Like if you're sitting, you could just do your legs um, or you can do your whole body, but essentially you're going to tense all your muscles for as hard and as long as you can. And this is why doing only certain body parts, if you're in public, sometimes is more beneficial because obviously if you're tensing your entire body, you're going to like, it's going to be obvious. Yeah. But either way, um, I I like to do my legs because I feel like I have more muscle control over my legs anyway, but squeeze squeeze, squeeze, squeeze as tightly as you can for as long as you can. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Can't hold it anymore. Let release. And then just keep going about your day. And it, uh, I don't know the whole biology of it, but like, I'm pretty sure it brings all the like blood flow to that area. And then when you release, it helps kind of recalibrate your system and, and get you feeling into a a bit of a better state because it releases endorphins and your the good feeling chemicals into your brain so that is something that I I don't do enough but I do remember occasionally like if I'm driving and I'm just people are really bad Ottawa drivers are horrible so sometimes just gotta squeeze some muscles and just be like okay it's fine (laughs) Yeah. Progressive muscle relaxation is awesome. And the place where I love doing it is like my face and jaw. Like I'll like squeeze my face together and relax. Cause like I, 
or like I'll like and then like squeeze it really tight because like I often clench my jaw and then it's like just okay I'm clenching my jaw really hard right now can I clench it harder and then like you almost like yeah easily I don't know your jaw's like really messed up so don't do that if it hurts (laughs) (laughs) like I don't know but like I often when I'm stressed, I clench my jaw and like just being like, oh, I'm clenching my jaw. Well, I'm going to still continue clenching it. And then when I'm like, I'll like lean into it and then I'll relax it. But um, yeah, that's such a good one. Yeah. And it's, it's easy. It is it's easy. easy to do. Cause like if you, if you, if you can't, if you don't have the muscle memory, muscle control of one area of your body, you likely have it somewhere. So even if it's like squeeze your butt cheeks together really, really hard and then release like anywhere. Um, okay. If depending on what your comfort level in relationship with food is, I'd say use your discretion if you want to try this one or not. But for me, when I get stressed or emotional or bored, I eat and I like bulk eat like popcorn, chips, like snack foods. Hello. Um, but something that has helped me in the past and something that I'm going to, I'm still working on trying to work on it is like mindful eating instead of having like a full chocolate bar, okay, I'll have like two or three pieces because like I'm not hungry. I'm just bored or emotional and trying to fill that void. And I'll like put it in my hands. I'll smell it. I'll taste it. And like I'll really like try to like it's the first time I'm ever eating chocolate. And like just mindfully. Yeah. We did that in class, didn't we? Yeah. Apparently that's some, yeah. Hmm. What was it that we used in class? We used a raisin. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Didn't we do it another time, though? With uh, the Starburst or something? Yeah, Starburst. That yeah. one? So with the raisin, I was kind of like, wow, you're cheap. This is stupid. Because, <laughs> like, a raisin has a lot of texture and stuff, but for the first time you're doing something like that, you use something with flavor, like, with a lot of flavor. Yeah. But yeah, Starburst, Starburst worked quite well. And it's not something I've done in a while, but something I would like to do more of. But it just helps me reconnect with my body. And then I'm like, okay, it gives me like an extra five minutes to decide, am I hungry? Or could I probably have a glass of water and then finish eating this one little piece of chocolate? Because I was emotional. Because, like, I'm not going to stop emotionally eating. (laughs) I'm just going to, like, be able to monitor it. And, right? Like, small achievable goals for Gwen. But it's just, it was a really fun experience. Because I love food. And I love tasting my food. But when I'm emotionally eating, I'm not tasting my food. I'm just literally throwing back chocolate. So, rediscovering food through mindful eating can be fun depending on your comfort level with that. So take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> um, that's a good one for sure. I think that's, even if it's not something you do every time you eat, it's a good practice to do occasionally just to, just to remember and check in like, Oh yeah. Easily. I'm going to do like a classic little, like on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate, your overall feeling of stress right now? Oh, gosh. Uh, Also, for the people who are listening, 
Aisley like leaned back, did a big stretch and like really took a second to like be in her body and think about that. So that was fun to watch. I, I'm going between a seven and an eight. So maybe I should say 7.5. Okay. So stress wise, you're feeling a 7.5. What other things should I be asking you before we jump into our activity? Maybe how present do you feel right now on a scale of one to 10? Uh, I actually do feel pretty present right now. I'm going to say a nine. Ah, beautiful. Okay. <laughs> and not stress or not presence related overall. How is Aisley right here right now? One being good and 10 being bad or no. Yeah. One okay. being low. Oh, God. So st for stress, let's just clarify. <laughs> One is not stress. Yeah. 10 was super stressed. So seven and a and half is still good. High. Yeah. And for presence, one or zero was not present. Ten is totally present. Yeah. I'm going to say I'm an, actually an eight for presence. Okay. Um, and overall, also, these are never questions that I would just randomly ask like this in like a session with somebody. Of course. Because <laughs> they would be a little more intentional and thought out. But this is real life. And this is the Open to Discussion podcast. And that's how we roll. <laughs> so I guess overall... One is mm, 10 is woo. Yeah. I think I'm feeling like a, a solid four. Okay. So, Aisley, I'm going to, we're going to walk, I'm going to walk you through a grounding exercise. I'd like you to do whatever you need to do to get comfortable. Take a big yawn, take a deep breath, do a little stretch here. I'll join you. I, I will vocalize things instead because normally I would just do this in my head. I'm the type yeah. of person who I don't say things out loud when I'm doing it, but for this purpose, I will. Okay. Perfect. Are you feeling ready to begin? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, Aisley, I'd like you to look around the room. Sorry. <laughs> I should have my eyes closed for this. Or no, because no, I'm going to have your eyes closed, please. <laughs> right. Got it. Okay. So uh, look around the room and tell me five things that you can see. I see my fish tank with my fishies in it. I see outside uh, the snow on the ground outside. I see my plants beside me. The computer in front of me. And my microphone that is also in front of me. Okay. Let's slow this down a little bit more. Can you describe to me maybe what one of your plants looks like? What does the texture, the color? So I have a jade plant sitting beside me. I'm going to mm -hmm. actually talk into the microphone. Um, it is a medium green okay. I want to say I currently have the peel of a grapefruit in there to try to deter the cat it feels soft and almost waxy but it but not quite 
Okay. And is it in soil? Yes, it's in soil. What type of pot is it in? It is in a hand-painted pot that is white with some painted like flowers and vines on it. Awesome. Can you name four things that you can feel right now? I can feel the floor. I'm sitting on the floor. I can feel the floor on my bum. I feel the carpet. Uh, it feels almost like fake wool, which is kind of nice, okay. actually. Um, I can feel my pants. I have fuzzy-ish pajama bottoms on. So I can feel the fuzziness of them. And I am feeling the cords from the microphone and my headphones tapping me pretty frequently. And how would you describe maybe the, the temperature of the cords when they touch your body? Uh, somewhat cold, but not so cold that it's alarming. Okay. But there is a difference in temperature. Yeah. Um, can you name three things that you can hear right now? So I can hear Gwen's voice when she's talking. I can hear the bubbler in the fish tank. And I can hear the almost a clicky sound that my headphones make when I move my head sometimes. Okay. Are there any of these sounds that feel relaxing to you right now? I mean, when you talk. Well, thank you. <laughs> You're talking in a very soothing, calm voice right now, so. Okay. And now, are there any smells that you can smell? And if so, can you name two? So I smell the air freshener. It is a... Mm -hmm raspberry scented air freshener uh and i feel like i just got the smell of like a lemon cake but there's no lemons or cake around me so well I'm i just, will accept lemon cake <laughs> i'm just gonna stick with the air freshener oh i was gonna say if that's what you're smelling that's what you're smelling i guess it was just a very brief scent I can't really smell much else other than the air freshener. Yeah. That smells like raspberries? Yes. Is there anything that you can taste in your mouth right now? I mean, just myself. Mm -hmm. You know, like your normal mouth taste, I guess. I don't know. And maybe I should have asked this before we started. Do you have water next to you? You know, I almost always do, but I don't today. I would have, well, for the listeners, I would have asked Aisley to have a sip of water and see if she could describe how it tasted to me. You know what? Aisley, not to take away from you, I have water. <laughs> Gwen, tell me how this water tastes. <laughs> it's, I'd say just a little bit below room temperature. And there's like a slight coppery taste to it. And in my head, I feel like there should be chlorine in it, 
And therefore, I'm thinking I'm tasting chlorine, even though I don't think that's true. I hope you're not tasting chlorine. But like a little after. Yeah. You know, just a little. Yeah. Um, Aisley. And finally, can you name one good thing about yourself right now? These are the things I really don't enjoy. (laughs) Okay. I find that hard. And this is a good opportunity. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. If it's not helping you, say goodbye. I, you know what, I, the, that, I have a hard time with that because part of me is like, you know, you haven't given it a lot of, like, you don't like it because you don't like saying positive things about yourself. Like, I find coming up with that hard. Mm-hmm. One thing my therapist was like, because obviously if things don't work for you, you shouldn't force them, you know. One thing my therapist said, though, was that if it's, Saying nice things about yourself, that's a different story. So maybe I'll just try to make myself do it and to set a good example for people who do it. You should be, not you should. It's important to try to say nice things about yourself, even when you don't feel like it. So let me just, I just need time to think. Okay. And take your time. And this is just a reminder that you're in a safe space. Like our listeners are here and they will probably support you. And I'm here and I support you. So get a bunch of emails like, ah, we don't support you. No, <laughs> no, I That's don't think probably so. Probably be the so. most engagement. And I would be very happy that we got so many emails. That's true. I think I'm a hard worker when it comes to being proactive about school and just like holding down life while I'm in school. So I think that's a pretty good thing to be, I don't know, proud of myself, thankful for myself for. I I don't know the words really, but even when I'm feeling really stressed and hating uh, just doing school, because sometimes that happens, you know, just don't want to do it Um, Mm -hmm. and work and everything, like it becomes a lot. But I am proud of myself for being in almost six, seven years of school and just continuing through it. I mean, that's a huge thing to champion, you know. Thank you, Aisley, for going through this experience and for sharing that with us. Um, let's do a brief uh, recap. No. Checkout. Yeah. I know we I know we debrief. 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 There we go. Let's do a, a short debrief. Um, but first, can I check in? How are, how do you feel stress wise right now after that? And can I just say for the listeners, I feel stressed about asking this because I know in under normal circumstances, if it was just Aisley and I in person, I think the outcomes would be a lot different, but because we're like thinking about it, we're trying to communicate it to you guys. And so and now for Aisley, my thing is like, if nothing has changed, don't feel any pressure to say anything unless it's what you feel. I think I feel more centered in this moment, but I don't think it's brought down my stress levels. Okay. And that's good. Like, it's a good check-in to be like, hey, this is what's happening and there's where I'm at. Like, that's... I, I also recognize that my stress levels, to some degree, are things that... I will either like 
just can't be nothing can be done about them right now because such is the circumstance but mm-hmm. also some of them are more like you just need to find time to be proactive about it so it, it's hard for me to like gauge all my because all my stresses are just coming from so many different places right now so I think yeah. that's part of it but as a in the moment I guess I could say I feel a bit lighter okay and I'm sure if I asked you this, how how do you feel when I wrapped up on anything you can taste? Probably would have been different after the name a good thing about yourself. That's true. That's true. I could see like your eyes going like, going what the fuck? <laughs> um, and I was like, hmm. Okay. Um, how centered and present do you feel? I feel quite centered, quite present. Um, are you asking on a scale of one to ten? Yes. Okay, that clarifying here, yeah. <laughs> um, presence, I'd say, like about the same, or well, maybe a nine now. I think nine. I went down to an eight, but I think I'd say more of a nine for presence. What was the other one? Overall. Oh, overall. Um, I'm going to say a four point five, just because. Now that it's like my brain's recognizing we're kind of wrapping up the podcast and everything, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, we just you did something that's fun. You did something you like, mm. something that's calming. Um, so, yeah, I'd say it's helped me in a small piece, like overall. Exactly. And I think that's a good message because if – all these things you do at one time for 15 minutes, if it changed your freaking life, sign me up. But it's just about like small ways that you can integrate it so you can feel a little better. Um, and I think that's good. Can I just say a few things? Yeah. So when we first started, you were like, I see this, this, and this. And I was like, okay, like, let's slow it down. Like, tell me about like this. And like, obviously mindful of time. Like, I didn't want to go too deep, but like, if you really... I was like, okay, plants, like, tell me about one plant. And then I could have, like, kept asking you questions. But, like, that's more in, like, like a guided sense, like a guided calming down. Um, But for for when people are using them out and about, you can switch it up. If you're, like, one thing I can see, one thing I can hear, one thing I can taste, like, change it to what fits you best. And (laughs) when I asked, is there anything that's relaxing to you, that was me. Being like, you're going to say the fish tank is relaxing because it's relaxing to me. And like that assumption. And you're like, well, your voice. I'm like, oh, that's freaking awkward. Like, I was not trying to like get a compliment right now. (laughs) And it threw me off because I was like, ew, okay, no, fine. Okay, we're going to move on really quickly. (laughs) Well, the funny thing is, is the fish tank, when when you start being able to hear it, that means that it needs to be filled up. Oh, so that's one of my stresses right now, to be honest, <laughs> It's because I know that I need to clean up the fish tank a bit and, and fill like top up the water. And it's Yikes. a chore that I have to get done. So Yikes. that's more of how I'm seeing that right now, mm. which unfortunately is how it is with a lot of things at my place right now. So I think that's part of what's contributing to my stress is that I. I really just need to get this place organized. I'm just venting again. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's all good, but it's, 
Look, and I think that's a thing that can happen with any of these exercises. At least I know when I do some of them, I can spiral and like go into like, oh, all I can see is like blah. And now I'm more angry than I was. There's a time and a place. And there's an activity that can probably be better suited for your situation. Maybe this wasn't the most ideal one. Well, I, I would, I'm just saying the fish tank is kind of more of a trigger of stress, but not, I didn't mean it wasn't like it was a bad thing. It was more just like, well, obviously I can hear that. So yeah, I'm going to say that. Mm-hmm. But the the five four three two one piece is something I'm I'm pretty comfortable doing, even in small bits just because it's so simple, so easy. And now I don't want to say that if it's not necessarily simple or easy to everyone. For me, it is fairly simple and easy. So it's something I have to draw on pretty quickly for most situations. But Mm -hmm. yeah, as you said, different situations call for different techniques. And I think we only talked about a very small amount of the massive amounts of meditation techniques or breathing techniques or different types of methods uh, of doing it but yeah I think we talked about some of the more maybe more well-known but also ones that would more typically be used in a like for a a therapeutic approach yeah the 54321 I'm almost 95% positive that it's from CBT Mm -hmm. well I hope that um, the folks listening today maybe saw a different perspective on some things that they maybe know, maybe don't know, maybe like, maybe don't like, or maybe are completely neutral about. But I think it's exciting and fun to have the opportunity to try new different things. Um, so this week, I feel like I'm going to start out my intention with trying to incorporate more of mindfulness, groundedness, and like see what works for me and what doesn't and just play around with that. I will try to be more mindful of it this week as well. Try to check back in for the next time. And then next podcast, you'll see how that went for us. Yeah. Um, So our beautiful quote of the day is by Herman Hesse. Hesse? Within you, there is a stillness and a sanctuary to which you can retreat at any time and be yourself. Very reminiscent of what we talked about today. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so we will leave you with that. And we hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, a wonderful night. And toodaloo. Bye. Mm -hmm.